0: The Spartan Mind Strength Podcast, the podcast for mental grit and resilience. Hosted by V. Bingham and Tim Ganley.
1: Hello, everyone. This is V. And this is Tim. And we welcome you to episode Three. three of our Spartan Mind Strength Podcast. Today,
2: we're going to be talking a little bit about the planets which is jodish because Mm -hmm. jodish has a lot to do with ayurveda and yoga and then we're also going to talk about raja ayurveda and then since we got stuck mainly on coffee last week uh, we're going to talk about the morning rituals besides coffee well we might talk a little bit about coffee too
1: of course stay tuned we'll be right back
2: So, this afternoon, the first thing we're going to talk about is the planet. So, today's conversation is brought to you by the sun. As in... (laughs) The
1: moon!
2: (laughs) The moon? (laughs) No! sun brought this one. Because the sun is more about the...
1: Ah, the soul. Yes. Okay. the moon is more about the mind. Okay. Even though... uh... Today, recording this is Monday. Uh huh. And. It... But who
2: knows when they're going to be listening to it.
1: Exactly.
2: <laughs> oh, oh, oh. And the reason why we're bringing up Jodish is uh, we just got done teaching at the.
1: Uh, North Georgia Holistic Arts Fair in Clarksville. And. An astrologer. Uh
2: huh. <laughs> who didn't see it coming, had some car issues, and didn't show up. So V had to go and give a prompt to speech on planets so i thought hey since she can do a prompt to speech in front of a group of people let's do a prompt to speech in front of you
1: the planets the planets have a lot to do with yoga and a lot to do with ayurveda in fact there are three sciences actually four but for now let's say three sister sciences yoga is the science that brings us in tune with ourselves with our body our emotions our mind our soul ayurveda is the science that brings us in tune with nature with our environment with our community and jodish or vedic astrology is the science that brings us in tune with the universe in other words the planets very nice and I used a little uh, a weird word jodish
2: and what does that mean
1: so jo- I already know I'm asking for you all <laughs> jodish is a sanskrit word that uh, comes from Jodi, which means light and ish or ishwara which means god and it is considered the light of God the planets paying attention to the planets we find out what the higher power wants
2: so a lot of times you talk about it is a and I'm going to use a bulletproof term uh-huh. uh, what do you call it
1: unfair advantage yeah. yes I love that term uh, unfair advantage means that you have extra data extra information on when to do certain things what happens is the planets affect us no matter what whether we believe in them or not they still mess with us by paying attention to them we just have extra Data an unfair advantage on choosing what days or what times to do certain activities.
2: But uh, so a lot of people always know when the moon's affecting us because uh-huh. the moon is the closest one, so it's easy to say, okay, full moon, everybody's insane.
1: That's right. Uh, Ask any police officer or emergency room uh-huh. person and or teacher the, Yep,
2: things are a, a little bit more hectic on the full moon
1: exactly
2: and that's close and let's say Saturn is uh-huh. extremely far away so the effects of Saturn don't happen as often or or sp- are,
1: are more subtle okay. <laughs> are more subtle the effects of Saturn or other planets and the effects of the moon
2: so it's all statistics
1: right exactly so that's what astrology used to be the real astrology was all statistics people in the ancient days had a lot of time and not as many distractions so they were recording things they were observing what was happening with the planets and what was happening on earth and they were recording and they were coming up with statistical results
2: so statistically on a full moon it's going to affect people more mm-hmm. but statistically when oh we'll use a mercury in retrograde
1: yes <laughs> statistically
2: mercury in retro because that happens more often mm-hmm. than like saturn in retro or jupiter in retro yep so you see things So tell me what is Mercury in retro?
1: Okay any planet being in a retrograde movement it doesn't mean that it is moving backwards so it is almost misleading the retrograde term it moves that the planet is moving slower it's like when you are driving on the highway and a car seems to be moving backwards through the mirror it's because they are moving slower they are not moving in reverse the planets moving slower is actually great for us because it it means that what their strength is that energy is going to be less at that time. And we can take advantage of it. In other words, we can wrap up.
2: So, uh, but everybody, not everybody, but I always hear, oh, Mercury in retro, mm-hmm. it's bad, it's bad, don't do this, don't do that. And actually, uh, even on uh, NCIS, yes, <laughs> uh, one of the guys was talking about everything that was happening, and they brought up, oh, retrograde, Mercury in retrograde. That's mm-hmm. why it happened. That's why the the walkie-talkie wasn't working right Oh, the
1: electronics yes
2: but is it a bad thing
1: it's not a bad thing if you know what to do with it so when Mercury is in retrograde just take it slower don't initiate any new communications Mercury is all about communication Mercury is the teacher it's all about studying and you know that Mercury is in retrograde, so don't start any new projects, don't start any new communications, wrap up the emails that you should be sending and you haven't sent yet. Uh, You rely less on electronics. Detach yourself from that a little bit, take a break, let your mind cleanse, let your eyes cleanse, make your mitochondria happy basically uh any take care of any loose ends
2: so even though today's brought to you by the sun uh, (laughs) i want to bring up the moon again so in uh solomon king solomon uh he talks a lot he wrote a book he wrote actually numerous books but one of his books talks about a lot about the planets and how to deal with them so i know that it goes back a long time he at one, in one of the chapters, says.
1: Yeah, it it is extremely complicated. Uh, it is it, he, he was brilliant. <laughs> right. yeah. uh, in one of the chapters, he says that if you do anything, if you take. Or anything, if you don't want to do or anything. Or if you don't want to do anything. Just do. Just do this one thing start any major new projects during a new moon time from the new moon to the full moon and take it easy turn within during the approximate two weeks from full moon to new moon from new moon moon to full moon it is called the waxing time those approximate two weeks and from uh, full moon to new moon is a waning time so
2: waxing means like taking the hair <laughs> off your skin no no what? no
1: no no. it's when the moon becomes full from a very very thin tiny the part of the moon that we see yeah. because the moon is always the same size we just don't see it
2: and it's waning time
1: and it's waning okay, time okay so it's not
2: like a little
1: <laughs> no you do not <laughs> no the moon is not uh, whining the (laughs) waxing and waning
2: very interesting
1: yeah the planets are amazing uh what i find fascinating is that the sanskrit word for planets is graha g-r-a-h-a graha and that's also the sanskrit word for grasping the planets have a hold of our consciousness have hold of our behavior, whether we believe in them or
2: not. And again, it's statistics. It's all statistics. It is dealing with gravity, it's dealing with all of those types.
1: So the moral of the story is that any new projects, do it, start them from new moon to full moon, and when Mercury is retrograde, take advantage of it and catch up with overdue email type communication
2: so i want to go over one more thing before we move on to morning rituals uh can you go into what the names of the days are and what that means in the world
1: okay yes uh sunday since this is brought to you by the sun uh, sunday is governed by the sun Uh, the sun is happier say wants to assist us more during sunday sunday is the a perfect day to go outside do things that soothe your soul
2: so in the stone since we sell crystals and stuff what is the stone for sunday
1: oh it's a sunstone (laughs) go figure
2: (laughs) so should you wear it carry it what
1: uh you can you can do whatever feels best you can have a little tumble stone in your pocket you can wear it anything you can hold it and use it for concentration and meditation purposes whatever you don't even have to have a stone you can just Pain. Okay, remember we soak
2: <laughs> crystals, so you have to have, you, you have a to,
1: stone. <laughs> yes. You have to get a sandstone from us. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so Monday.
1: Monday, day of the moon. The moon controls our mind. Our mind is fickle just like the moon is. Our mind is all about water very fluid moving all over the place and the moon governs water therefore the tides and all that so the Monday morning blues actually have they are not just our imagination Monday mornings in particular feel very heavy it's a good day to wake up and remember that no matter what happens today i'm gonna stay focused and i'm not going to allow my emotions Get out of here! So
2: we should start our work week on Tuesday then. Huh? Not on Monday. So let's take Monday off.
1: <laughs> let's and, take and Monday so off. So we'll
2: do Saturday off, Sunday off, Monday <laughs> Mo- off. We start work Tuesday.
1: Exactly. And the day for uh, Mon- the stone for Monday would be the moonstone. Very nice. You need to get a moonstone from us. Uh-huh. <laughs> Tuesday. Tuesday, day of Mars mars is all about exercising power that can be good that can be bad remember uh, the the planets only mean good it is just what we do with it so tuesdays are are not a good days to go into a meeting where you need to ask for help where you may be the underdog if it's a meeting where you need to exercise power then you know that and you schedule it for tuesday
2: very nice and tuesday stone
1: and uh, tuesday stone is the bloodstone
2: Ooh, nice Mm. green and a little bit of red
1: exactly wednesday wednesday day of mercury day of communication day of learning best day to start studying or researching information for new projects or for enhancing your knowledge in something that exists already that's why when at well myself growing up wednesday was my most favorite day to really really study a lot
2: excellent stone
1: and uh, the stone is emerald very nice green Yay. yes yes Thursday. Thursday, uh, Thursday, day, Thursday, or Jupiter's day. And uh, Thursday is a wealth day. Wednesday
2: is Odin day. Wednesday said. is yeah.
1: Odin's day. Yeah. Uh, and um, Thursday is wealth day. Perfect, perfect, perfect for business meetings. You need to ask somebody for help. You do it on a Thursday. Wealth day, abundance day. And uh, the stone. stone citrine
2: Very nice, my favorite.
1: Friday, day of Freya or day of Venus, would be Vendredi in French. Day of Venus, coming from Latin, is the day of love, a day of developing, nurturing relationships in uh, the old days uh, traditionally the royal weddings were happening on a friday and mm-hmm. uh, it's stone. perfect day for arts yep. perfect day for arts and the stone is a diamond or herkimer diamond
2: very nice herkimer comes from herkimer new york
1: exactly yes and uh, saturday o day of uh, saturn Day of turning within or day of doing karma work. That's why our uh, salutations to the sea in the same pit for years we used to do them on a sat- uh, Saturday to bring awareness and uh, raise money for um, o- uh, water related organizations.
2: Manatees, dolphins, sea Sharks. turtles not many people came to the shark classes
1: even but, though uh, that was my most yep. favorite coral reef mm. all that and uh,
2: what is the stone
1: the stone is um lapis lazuli very nice
2: very, yes. very nice stone
1: any any dark blue stones uh-huh. and uh,
2: also Saturn Saturday is a great day for karma to get rid absolutely
1: of karma. karma turn yeah. within and do karma offer honest true service day of sabbath also Mm -hmm.
2: excellent so that's a little bit about the planets we'll be talking about planets further on down the road but now we're going to take a quick break and come back with morning rituals
1: stay tuned we'll be right back
0: do you like what you hear The Spartan Mind Strength Podcast is available on Apple Podcasts and all other popular podcast destinations. Please subscribe today and consider leaving us a rating and review. It helps us spread the word and help others find our content. Don't forget to leave a comment and any questions you may have. Tim and V would love to hear from you.
2: So now we're going to talk about morning ritual, morning routine. I like to call it a ritual more than a routine because rituals are good for you.
1: It's all about reverence and discipline.
2: Yes. So last week we talked about rise, pee, move, meditate or rise, pee, meditate, move, depending on who you are. Uh,
1: As long as the P doesn't go first. Yes, you
2: you don't want P, then rise. (laughs) Definitely don't want to do that. But we're going to toss a little bit more into it by saying rise, P, R again for rinse. Yes. And rinsing is cold shower. So can you get into a little bit why in Ayurveda that we should be taking a cold shower in the morning?
1: yes the... I know it's a big thing right now
2: Everybody's <laughs> saying oh take a cold shower it's good for you it's good for you yeah. but that's been history has said that it's just new fad today
1: exactly well in even in ancient Greece right Aristoteles at his uh, gymnasium they had uh, the facilities yeah. for a uh, cold, cold shower cold, uh, cold and cold, hot cold baths yeah. yeah and both cold and hot and, uh, and in, that's
2: in downtown Athens Uh, when we go to Greece if you want to come downtown Athens we'll show it to you but I digress go
1: ahead and uh, in uh, Ayurveda the the Sanskrit word for it is ishnan for uh, uh, anything cold as in cold baths well they didn't have showers and just cold experiencing cold shivering the main reason that uh, cold really cold is good for you is because it causes proper stress for your mitochondria and uh, that's a Greek
2: word right
1: that that is a Greek word <laughs> the mitochondria are a little organelles in almost every one of our cells, but what they basically do is they create the energy we need for everything
2: and mitochondria means
1: mitochondria means threads of granules that would be the precise translation because that's what they look like they look like a bunch of granules connected together i like to call them strands of eternity because they are the oldest part of our human body and you can think of them as shakti the divine female energy that's what helps us stay alive that's what helps us create literally the energy we need to do anything and everything and we need to help our mitochondria stay healthy because a lot of the things we do today are hurting our mitochondria and science is showing over and over that the proper amount of stress not too little not too much is good for our mitochondria they crave that it's the same concept as us working out the proper amount of exercise not too little not too much is healthy for our muscles well it is actually healthy for the mitochondria in our muscles.
2: What doesn't hurt you or doesn't it kill you
1: makes you stronger. Totally, totally. That is not just a folklore expression. Totally, and the fancy word for it is hormesis. H- is that Greek? that is also greek h-o-r-m-e-s-i-s hormesis and it was established established by frederick nietzsche and so a little bit of cold in the morning what does that mean you get up you pee and poop you go in the shower and you turn cold water on as cold as you can tolerate it if, if For a few seconds, you can start by five seconds. Mm-hmm. We, do, we do full 45 seconds. Sometimes I do over a minute, but I don't tell Tim because then he'll try to do longer than me.
2: And I always <laughs> do over a minute and I don't tell her because she would do over a minute every time.
1: So our rule is 45 seconds. And as cold as you can tolerate it. Uh, here in Georgia, we turn it all the way but we build up to
2: it yep. and it's well water so is it? it is coming out nice and cold
1: yes in florida it doesn't count No, in florida <laughs> the cold
2: is our uh, warm here yes
1: exactly uh and also oh
2: greece though oh their, my god theirs was freezing in uh, athens in the summertime it was like 12 degrees below yes. zero <laughs> it was freezing
1: yes Uh, so you experiment with it depending on where you are you go as cold as you can tolerate it you want to shiver you want to feel oh my goodness this is killing me but it's not killing you it's making you stronger and the other reason I like that is because I like to start my day feeling accomplished so if everything else falls apart if all else fails, at least I have made the decision to go into the cold. I have made a very, very, very uncomfortable decision to go into the cold and I succeeded.
2: Now, we do it in the morning. Mm-hmm and we do it in the evening
1: yes in the evening for a minute
2: but is it some people say do it in the morning some people say do it in the evening what's better
1: Uh, whatever works for you some people say that uh, uh, doing it in the evening it helps them sleep better and that's great other people say that it gives them too much energy then it prevents them from going to sleep you decide what works for you again do the N equals one experiment. (laughs) You play with it and you decide what works best. It doesn't prevent us from sleeping at night. So to have the best of both worlds, we do it both in the morning and in the evening as well.
2: Yep. So that's the morning ritual that we're gonna be talking about today is just get in some cold water.
1: And actually in the evening, sometimes it feels harder because we take like a real shower with hot water and then we do that. So So it's
2: chillier at night Uh than it is in the morning. Yes. So we're going to be taking a break here and we're going to be coming back with a little bit on Raja Ayurveda.
1: Stay tuned, we'll be right back.
2: Now we're going to talk about Raja Ayurveda. And in order to... Raja Ayurveda is a lifelong process. You're always learning. It's not like, okay, I can take a five-day class and I can now live my life in whatever. It You can get a little bit out of five days, but it really doesn't give you enough.
1: It depends on which five days. Yes, so,
2: but uh, you want to continue to learn in Ayurveda, it's a constant learning. We're still yes. studying oh, new yes. stuff. But to start with, I would like to go over what is the definition of Ayurveda, and why does it matter?
1: The definition of Ayurveda, as it comes from Sushruta Samhita, is- That's a big name. Yes is as follows <laughs> but first Sushruta samhita is one of the three main collections of that uh, describe ayurveda in a systematic way
2: and that was written
1: and that was written thousands of years ago it's one of the oldest texts not as old as the vedas but it's the the oldest text in terms of Ayurveda one of the three oldest texts
2: and uh, it they did it even before that but it wasn't written down
1: it was not written down in that systematic of way so there are a little bit bits and pieces of Ayurveda in the Vedas the four oldest texts but not in the systematic analytical way that the real the the true Ayurvedic texts were written
2: and I know there's arguments that uh, this medicine was first this medicine was first Ayurveda was the oldest written form the The other ones might be older yes Ayurveda might be older we don't know but that was the oldest written
1: form exactly and that's why there is no point in arguing and uh, you can act the more you study the old medical systems the more you see similarities but you also need to remember that every culture lived in different natural environments and they had different issues to deal with so every system was written for that particular culture
2: So it's not worth arguing.
1: It's not worth arguing. And also... In
2: fact, if you guys write something on there about your system's older, we're not gonna argue it.
1: Exactly. (laughs) uh, Actually, please do leave comments, okay? (laughs) Please leave comments. Also, what people forget, and it is the most important thing, is that all of these uh, systems give us a way of thinking so we don't we shouldn't be taking them literal oh this particular herb does this or this particular food does this because our conditions today are different
2: so a lot of times I hear that we shouldn't eat leftovers
1: exactly well yes
2: in, in, in <laughs> In the day, they say don't eat leftovers. Yes, and that's because
1: because leftovers—the days that the Ayurvedic texts were written were spoiled. They they had turned into poison. They had turned into bad food.
2: But today we can eat leftovers.
1: Today we have refrigeration. We can eat leftovers once we prepare them properly you you certain things you don't want to be eating them cold you hear me say don't drink you know no ice water and all that stuff but yes it's it's a way of thinking
2: don't take it don't exactly take it literal, literal. so and know
1: the context, yep. the study the context.
2: And that's why chocolate wasn't in it. Because and that's why chocolate's what, fairly new. And that's why right, coffee, because <laughs> yes. coffee's fairly new.
1: Exactly.
2: But with that, let's get back to yes. what does that
1: text say? Sushruta Samhita, one of the three main collections. Samhita means collection. Sushruta was the name of the person who wrote it. So Sushruta Samhita says, U, one who is established in self, who has balanced doshas, bioenergies, properly formed tissues, proper digestion, well-functioning bodily processes, proper elimination, urine, feces, sweat, And whose mind, soul, and senses are full of bliss is a healthy person.
2: Excellent. So that's Ayurveda.
1: That's Ayurveda. What
2: does Raja first mean? And then where does Raja kick in to this comment?
1: Raja means royal. Raja is spelled out a j a and means royal actually it is pronounced raja uh, royal something higher more important and raja ayurveda focuses on the alpha and the omega of this definition which is the first part and the last part and the first part is established in self One who is established in self, has balanced doshas, balanced uh, digestifier, all that. And at the very end, whose mind, soul, and senses are full of bliss. Everything starts and everything ends with the mind.
2: And Raja Ayurveda is about getting the mind into bliss.
1: Into bliss.
2: Now, it says in there that... The doshas are balanced. balanced. What about how, how? Well, I'm pitta, so I'm more angry. You can't blame me because I'm angry. <laughs> it's my pita. What, what do you say about that type of...
1: And that, that's another huge misconception. The definition says balanced doshas. Doesn't say if you are this, do this. You want your bioenergies to be balanced. You want the Vada, Pita, Kapha bioenergies to be in balance. By you saying that I have more Vada and therefore I do this, or I am Pita, or I am Kapha, it is identifying yourself with an. In balance, you have to have all three bioenergies relatively dynamically balanced.
2: But I I wanna jump in again. Now, Mm -hmm. there's three? Yes. But you have it in the body?
1: Mind.
2: So that would be six.
1: You have physical bioenergies, you have emotional bioenergies, you have mental bioenergies.
2: And you want to get all of them nine. as balanced as exactly. possible. So just because you have red hair doesn't mean you you're no that is in the brain
1: exactly. You the physical the physical bioenergies that run us are different than the emotional, different than the mental and no matter what we are born with no matter what tendencies we have we need to do whatever it takes to make them relatively balanced we may not be able to change our physical structure but we have full control of our mental and emotional structure and we have full control of our digestion also so to say for example oh i have vata digestion i have pita i have kapha that's an imbalance you want to have a relatively balanced digestion all three bioenergies operating in harmony
2: so an ayurvedic practitioner that says oh you're pita you have to do this this and this is actually labeling you exactly. and making you exactly be something and Yes. then taking control from yes. you Yes, so, taking your control so you no longer have yes. the ability to be balanced
1: exactly it is It is actually way worse you know people complain oh the western medicine just uh, uh, gives labels or something which I don't agree with but that's a lot of the common of the folklore expression well Ayurvedic practitioners giving those labels to their clients is way worse than talking about western medicine identifying symptoms
2: so so with that i got an email a couple days ago mm-hmm. and i showed it to you uh it's uh, somebody sent us a thing saying that only yogis from india who started mm-hmm. at six years old should be able to teach ayurveda mm-hmm. And it also talked about that only true yogis can digest mercury
1: <laughs> yes
2: and then he laughed about yes uh, don't eat mercury because and he and it was this whole thing about yes. can you get a little bit about that stupidity
1: ah uh, there are so many things wrong with that statement uh, with that video with everything that was presented in there uh, they well first of all by saying only indian born people have the right to teach ayurveda or talk about ayurveda or practice or whatever is going exactly the go against what ayurveda what yoga teach that we are all connected the human experience is the same it's putting a huge wedge it's it's putting labels it's saying indian non-indian and that that's the
2: and actually the, uh one of our teachers for yoga yeah said that uh, the old yogis when they mm-hmm. died came to the united states and reincarnated as americans yeah so if you follow that statement yeah. then we're all possibly india yes and but if you follow the other statement that that we're born in the united states isn't that person actually going against it is a sin
1: It, it is it is actually a sin to think this and to actually be preaching this so that's that's all i can say now about the whole mercury thing i i i can't even begin to say how unethical that is uh yeah, take mercury, but it may kill you. Haha, ha, that would be fun. It's because you can't process it. I I don't know what to say about that. So and
2: people are watching this uh, video, and yes. actually there was a lot of views on it, and he's preaching.
1: Yes, yeah. Uh, I don't know what to say. <laughs> I, I.
2: Besides, uh, except don't take mercury. Yeah,
1: please. Yeah, please don't take mercury. Please don't mess with uh metals. Uh, if you ingest any herbs please know the source of the herbs there is a whole company the Vandana it's
2: yeah, yes. one of Do, our ch- teachers with us
1: Dr. Vandana Barangual yes, yes.
2: and uh, she would be the one you would want to talk exactly. to about herbs exactly so and we'll put a link to her in the comments yes uh, so you can because she is
1: she's a true Ayurvedic practitioner and uh, I consider her a a bright light in uh, this confusing uh, Ayurvedic uh, community
2: (laughs) so that's about it for Raja Ayurveda Uh, we'll be talking more about that next week along with more on the morning routines because there's a lot of rituals or routines that you can go into to make yourself uh, not just survive
1: thrive that what the Raja Ayurveda wants you to do Hmm. thrive make the best of uh, this human experience
2: and we might even go into a couple things that people are saying but actually Ayurveda doesn't even talk about it so in our upcoming
1: podcast yep thank you so so much for being here with us Uh, Please uh, share and subscribe if you haven't already. And until next time, much, much love from both of us. Namaste. Namaste kala. Kala. Which is Greek for may we all be well.
0: If you found today's show helpful, please give us a rating, a review, or both. And subscribe to the podcast and never miss an episode. As always, namaste kala, which in Greek means, may we all be well. This program copyright True Fitness Incorporated, all rights reserved.